0: On 937 the ticket and the ticketfm.com.
1: Welcome to it. Happy Friday, everybody. Greatly appreciate you hanging out with us. 402-464-5685. Starter Hammond Text line. Honda Ligon Hotline is a little occupied. We'll tell you why in a second. <laughs> it's it's one sleep till spring game. When we wake up, we'll meet you down at Tipsy Tainers down in the Haymarket you will come give us some fist bump. We'll throw some T-shirts at you. High five, take some pictures, sign some autographs. And if you're lucky, this dude who's on the Honda Lincoln Hotline might even talk to you. Maybe we can get him in. Let's bring in the Husker Hall of Famer. Jay Foreman, what's happening?
0: Man, not too much, man. This uh, this uh hawk out there is uh brisk, baby. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's for real out there. It's uh... <laughs> is bringing you to the slow reality that uh, Nebraska can't sometimes have nice things, but uh, it's all good in the hood. And like you said, it's one sleep to the spring game. Um, I've been there before. I've been there as a, you know, wh- you know, wide eyed bushy tailed freshman, didn't know what to expect. And a wily old veteran that was uh, going out there to uh, put a stamp on my last uh, spring game. So this one is, is unique in the sense of you got a new, you know, pretty much a, a whole new university. Uh, led by the football department with uh, Matt Rule and company head head, uh, a lot of competition. Some guys are uh, going to be the last time that they put on, uh, you know, a Nebraska helmet uniform. And it'll be uh, maybe some uh, new faces and new stories lead, leading into the off season. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of pressure. You know, I know as, as exciting as it can be, uh, the business of football is uh, going to be well at hand and it's going to be taken care of, as, you know, as soon as 48 hours after the game is over.
1: Jay, before we get too deep in the spring game,
0: let them know about the Mercado. Certified Piedmontese, special ingredients and butcher shop, located at 84th and Havelock, every type of meat, every type of cut. Always see, always say, go in there, ask the butcher, and say what's up, and tell them Jay Foreman sent you. So, um, always a good time. I know we'll get better weather, which is grilling weather. Uh, I do prefer to grill sometimes in the cooler weather, so go in there and uh, – Indulge in the uh, great, great options they they have at the mercado. What's
1: What's the big thing? Who are you looking for the most tomorrow? Like, well, like when we're done with this thing, who is it going to be? When you go, Jay goes. You know what? If this dude has a good day tomorrow, everybody leaves happy.
0: Well, I mean, it's not a good day. I'm looking for the linebacker corps. You know, it's uh, obviously Luke Reimer is Luke Reimer, Nick Heinrich are the guys that you know. But who are the young guys and you know the guys that are new in those positions? Whether it's uh, Gifford. Um, you know, obviously, given giving right to, you know, a little hurt, but, you know, Gifford, uh, Michael Booker III. Um, we, we, you know, we want to see a player two out of, you know, MJ Sh- uh, Sherman and Chief uh, Porter. You know, are they all is, that have advertised, you know, coming from Florida and Georgia respectively, or Georgia and Florida respectively, you know, in the S- SEC that, you know, trying to be known as the minor league of pro football. Uh, what do they do? And you know, Jamari Butler is probably going to lead the way. And you know, it's a, it's a great opportunity and, and, and a, hopefully a good year for him because he's been patient, worked at it, he's gotten he's gotten better. But I think the combination of those three, uh, along with some holdover that you know below them, need to show up tomorrow. And that's in every every fashion against the against the run, against the pass, and on special teams. So I'm looking for them. I'm always obviously biased, you know, towards the linebackers because uh, they can really. Uh, you know, affect the game, and I'm assuming in this defense with the three-three-five, it's going to be plenty of them out there. Um, and then offensively, I want to see you know the running back room. Uh, you know who pops, right? You know, um, you know we got with Anthony Grant. You know, let's let, let's not try to overlook him, but you know the name, you know, Gay Bourbon has been popping up. Um, you know, AJ Allen is a is a is a great talent you know, probably needs to mature some, but if he has a good game, you know, that, that'll that kind of, you know, keep his head on straight. And then uh, we'll see if somebody that we hadn't been talking about a lot through through the spring gets a couple of big runs and, you know, turn some heads And and, you know, you can't really, you'll be able to evaluate the offensive line, but you won't be able to say, oh, this person in the offensive line was dominant generally, unless you see him really pancaking guys. So, you know, I really want to look at the running back room and the linebacker room. And, and ideally, is those two rooms really going at it and, uh, you know, trading blows.
1: Would you rather see a game of, of we said death by a thousand paper cuts, which is a solid run game where they just move the ball, and move the line of scrimmage? Or would you rather see a day where there are big plays, we see big arm quarterbacks hitting receivers downfield?
0: Uh, I mean, I want to see a little bit of both. I mean, I want to see him try to run the ball, establish some run, but I want to see some passing game. I don't, I I mean, I don't, I don't need to see a bunch of, you know, jailbreak screens and, you know, five yard hitches. I mean, I've seen that before, you know, a matter of fact, I lived it when we were in Nebraska. I mean, let's see the tight ends. And I mean, every single tight end get used. Let's see all the. I mean, you got 16 receivers in that receiving room, you know, 16 scholarship guys as of right now. Um, there should be no reason that you shouldn't be putting the ball in the air with in, in and, you know, accentuating that room and, and showing what that room is about, whether it's depth or guys that have, you know, played well throughout the scrimmages throughout the spring. You know, this isn't time to, you know, have 16 guys on scholarship and they're running five-yard stop routes against all coverage. I don't need to see that. You know, that that's, that's what you do in practice. Let's see what these guys can do. Let them go out there and compete. And let's see, you know, so, you know, the, the cream arrives to the top. So uh, put it up, you know, if you want to get a real evaluation of Torres, Heiberg, uh, uh, Heinrich Harburg, excuse me, um, Mothers and, and, and Purdy, you know, let them put up and put it up in the air. Let's see what type of leadership skills they have. Let's see how they play in cold weather. Let's see how they play with, you know, a plethora of, you know, offensive receivers and see how well they adjust because, you know, Fortunately or unfortunately, that could be a possibility during the season. So why not have a kind of preseason, you know, you know, kind of scrimmage and with with without any coaches coaching from the sideline and really see who can really operate in an uncontrolled environment because ultimately, um, you know, that's what you need to be judged on. You know, being at practice and stuff like that, where you know the script in a controlled environment there's no crowd there competition is kind of what you know now you're seeing guys really come after you and the quarterbacks are live let's see who can really play quarterback uh versus playing quarterback in a controlled environment
1: jay it's as you said the weather's a little different and acted a little funny <laughs> what's the what's what's that do play calling to, to coaches and to players. Does that affect you at all? Do you care when they take the field tomorrow at, at, at 1 o'clock? Do you think these players care about the weather?
0: Uh, they shouldn't because this is Nebraska. And, look, when you're coming down the back end of the schedule, I mean, this is going to be the temperature, ideally, that you want. This is football weather. Obviously, it's spring. You, know, you want it to be 75 and sunny and about 6 you know miles, miles per hour in the wind, but it's not. It's 48, probably with a real field of probably 34. And, uh, you know, this is the time that you need to get used to it. I mean, look, everybody can play when it's nice and easy. We, ideally, you want to train this team to be able to play in any type of weather, any place against any opponent at any time, and be able to go out there and compete. And so, you know, yeah, it might affect play calling if there's going to be 20-mile-an-hour wind But ultimately, the guys that you, you got to learn how to – Throw the ball into the wind and with the wind behind your back. It, there, it is science to it. And also, this is a way that you see who can really adjust and prepare to it. Because you could go and practice all week inside the, you know, in in the indoor, and somehow a front comes in. And what do you, the game and say, hey, look, we're not going to play football because it's twenty mile an hour wind or it's cold. So let's see what you got to do. The spring game is going to be played. You can't you can't dictate the weather. Only thing you can do is dictate how you prepare and how hard you play and how you adjust. And so this is just another element of the evaluation process of not only the players. And like you said, maybe the coaches, see, 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 like when they meet say, okay, you know, Marcus Satterfield, you know, you know, how are you going to really adjust? Are we going to get some more slant routes? Let's see who can really run after the catch. Let's see who can catch in cold weather with press coverage. Let's see who can really still run crisp routes when it's a little cooler. And, you know, that can affect how you run routes if it's windy. You can't be too high when you're running, you know, getting off the ball and running your route. Um, You can't be high coming out of your break. You know, who can, you know, really, you know, play the wind and lead a receiver? Or do you throw it right at his chest to make him be more of a chest and body catcher in the wind? These are all the things that they probably are talking about in staff meetings, but then also seeing what players really adjust and, and take every element into account when they're trying to go out there and compete and, you know, play, you know, obviously the quarterback position. But like I you know, mentioned, the wide receiver position and defensive back position as well.
1: Jay, can you hang on for the next segment? I can get you for
0: a little bit of the next segment. I'll, I'll Look, be right I will I just
1: – I want your take on Frank Solich. So we'll co- we'll throw the break. We'll come right. back. Jay Foreman will break down. I want to talk about the legacy and the man it is, Frank Solich. We'll do that when we come back to old school.